I'm Ben Pugh, and you're listening to Impact, Parenting with Perspective, episode 194. This podcast is all about helping parents manage the mental and emotional drama that comes with parenting teens, so they can focus on what's most important, building rock-solid relationships and having a powerful impact on their teen's life. Join me each week as I dive into real tools to help you and your team turn struggles into strengths. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for being here. I also want to just express a special thank you. Those of you who have left me a review, uh, especially like a five-star review and a written review, That is super helpful. That helps other parents just like you find my podcast so that I can help them improve their relationship with their teen. And just the other day, I got a review that said, great for dads too. I really enjoy the perspective Ben brings to parenting. I find it helps to hear this guidance from another male who is also involved in coaching, church, and youth groups. Hey, thank you. I'm glad you find this helpful. And thank you so much for leaving me that review. That really, I I love it. It just really motivates me. And I'm like, yeah, let's keep doing the podcast. Um, Someone else also recently pointed out to me, they're like, do you know that you were in the top one and a half percent of all podcasts worldwide? And it's according to this, I don't know, I don't know even remember what the site was like listen notes or something. And I'm like, dang, that's true. I really am ranked that high globally. So thank you for being on this journey with me and thank you for all of your ongoing support today. We are going to be talking about bad parenting and how to repair your relationship. Now, first of all, I don't really like the idea of good Parenting versus bad parenting, I think it leads to way too much judgment and shame. And we'll probably talk about that a little bit more later on, either in this episode or another episode. But I want you to understand, I do not think that you are a bad parent. And I have coached parents that have told me some pretty serious things. And I still don't think they're bad parents. It doesn't do anyone any good to think, oh, I'm just this bad parent. I'm broken. I can't do anything. And I know that a lot of parents identify as bad parents. And I want to help you stop identifying as a bad parent. And the other thing is oftentimes they identify their certain parenting moment as being bad. Okay, we weren't going to talk about bad versus good, but let's just go ahead and let's just talk about it here for a minute. If you think that you are a bad parent, you will continue to see yourself through that light. And you're going to consider yourself as a bad parent, which that will become your identity. And if you remember, I've talked about the be-do-have model your being drives what you do. And so if you think you're a bad parent, you will continue to do things that you think bad parents like yourself do. And so I just want to just briefly talk to you. 
don't don't label yourself as a bad parent. Don't limit yourself by labeling imperfect parenting moments as bad. And I'm going to teach you how to take those bad and imperfect parenting moments and how to use them to actually improve your relationship with your team. And to do this, I want to share like once upon a time, I like telling stories, but once upon a time, years and years ago, when my wife and I were doing foster parenting, I heard, and I specifically use the word heard, but I heard this powerful lesson in a foster parenting training. And the lesson was this, when you have a quote unquote bad parenting moment, but acknowledge and apologize for it, it has a more positive impact on your parent-teen relationship than if you had parented perfectly in the first place. Now, I remember hearing that, and I remember <clears throat> I really liked it. And I said, oh, great. Yeah, I've had bad parenting moments. Like, awesome. I learned this lesson shortly after while I was smack dab in the middle of an imperfect parenting moment where I realized that I was not being the dad that I wanted to be. And I apologized. And my son and I went on to have a way better relationship, like from that moment on. Now, maybe this is why my teens and I have I what I feel like are really good relationships. But it's honestly because I've had tons of bad parenting moments. And every time I say bad, like I have these mental quotation marks, but these bad parenting moments, because I've gotten really good at acknowledging them and apologizing for them, these have been imperfect moments that actually helped connect me with my teens. And the truth is, imperfect parenting moments are nothing more than opportunities for you to be vulnerable and to improve the connection that you have with your team. If you're interested in hearing more about this, you can go to today's show notes. It'll be benpewcoaching.com slash 194. That's because this is episode 194. <clears throat> but in the show notes, I've got links to some previous podcasts, um, how to learn from parenting fails, I'm not perfect, now what? And from tough parenting moments to powerful parenting moments. You can go check those out. The links are in the show notes. But today, what I'd like to do is I'd like to kind of help you shift from the victim mentality and seeing the obstacles to more of a hero mentality and seeing the opportunities that you have. And then I'm going to walk you through five simple steps or simple things that you can do to make reparations with your team, to really repair your relationship and have a deeper connection. So that's what we're going to be doing today. Let's talk about obstacles versus opportunities. Now, first off, let me just help you get out of any victim mentality that you might be in. Victims see quote unquote bad or imperfect parenting moments as the problem or the obstacle. And if you're blaming your teen or your spouse, 
you are the in the victim mentality and you're positioning that other person as the villain. And one of the things that I often say is that if there's a villain in your story, you are the victim. So some other things to look at. Are you making excuses for yourself, for others? Are you being critical? Are you catastrophizing? If so, you're in the victim mentality. And this might be a shock, but these bad or imperfect parenting moments, they're not obstacles. They're nothing more than opportunities for you as a parent or even as a spouse. So here are some possible opportunities in these quote-unquote bad or imperfect parenting moments. Number one, you can model imperfection. And you might be thinking, why on earth would I want to model imperfection? Well, guess what? We're all imperfect, and a lot of people spend way too much energy trying to hide the fact that they're imperfect when we could just be models of like, hey, I'm imperfect. I make mistakes all the time. And here's how I handle it. You can also model an apology and how to make an apology. You can seek to understand yourself. You can ask for forgiveness. These are all opportunities that come from these imperfect parenting moments. And when you shift your mentality And when you start seeing the opportunities all over the place for improving your relationship with your teen, these opportunities are going to just be all over. It will become easy to improve your relationship with your teen. Um, Just a quick example. I always look for bald eagles. I love bald eagles. I think they're just an amazing bird. They're huge. They're beautiful. Anyways, we're driving out to the city and I saw a bird and I was like, oh man, there's a bald eagle. Like we see bald eagles all the time because that's what I look for. And when you shift your mentality and when you start seeing these opportunities, that's what your brain will find. And you will be able to really take advantage of these opportunities. So let's talk about how to make reparations with your team. Now, I know it can be difficult to embrace a bad or an imperfect parenting moment as an opportunity for connection, especially in the moment, because it might feel embarrassing, it might feel shameful or full of guilt. Let me just share with you a few ideas to help making reparations easier. Idea number one, wait a day. One of the cool things about most of the teens that I know is that they're pretty willing to forgive. Yeah, they might hold a grudge sometimes, but most of them that I know, after about a day, they're willing to let go. Uh, Typically, when I do have teens that hold grudges, it's because no effort has been made in the past to apologize or make these reparations. If you get good, like you can wait a day, wait till your teen cools down till you cool down, then start apologizing, start repairing the relationship, start fixing things. You're going to realize your teen holds less grudges than you thought, and they'll be more forgiving than you ever believed possible. So tip number one, wait a day, In the heat of the moment, you might not be ready to apologize and your teen might not be ready 
to receive an apology. So with one of my teens, uh, I practice this over, I don't know, a long time. Uh, we were struggling to connect and we were having a hard time in our relationship. And <clears throat> I made it a point that, hey, I'm going to review the previous day and today I'm going to intentionally find things to repair with my teen. And that was powerful. It gets you out of the moment, gets you out of those emotions, and it lets you look at life through a more intentional mind. And what started happening was that I would find things that I I wasn't proud of or I wasn't happy with how I handled that. And I would make a simple apology. Sometimes it would be followed with an act of kindness or sometimes just a brief conversation. It didn't really matter what it looked like, but it greatly improved our relationship. And it was all based on this idea of waiting a day and working to repair our relationship. And eventually, I didn't have things to repair every single day from the previous day. And so what I started doing is I would just compliment my teen on little things that I had noticed from the day before or even that day. So one thing that might make this easier, wait a day. It's a powerful practice. Number two, be vulnerable. This one is powerful, and yet a lot of parents are reluctant to do it. Be vulnerable. A mom just told me about an experience that she had with an imperfect parenting moment, and she apologized to her teen, and she told him something to the effect of, hey, my old parenting habits showed through. That's not how I want to parent. I've been working on it, and I'm getting better, but as you saw, I slipped right back into my old habits. I'm sorry. And she said that after that little conversation, her teen actually apologized to her. And she went on to tell me that she felt way more close and connected with her teen. Here's the secret. You don't have to be perfect. Be vulnerable. Let your teen know that you're not perfect and let them know exactly what you're working on and then apologize for any time you fail in that moment. It will help your teen be more patient with you and it will help you be more patient with your teen when they're not perfect. Step number three, or key, or principle number three, don't underestimate the power of an apology. Now, this one's obvious. We all know how important it is to apologize, so I'm going to be brief, but it's powerful enough that I need to mention it. Apologize to your teen. I find it funny. Every time a parent tells me, yeah, I can't remember the last team my teen or the last time my teen apologized to me. Then I ask them, "Hey, can you remember the last time you apologized to your teen?" Usually the answer is no. The parent is upset at their teen for not apologizing and it turns out the parent isn't great at apologizing to their teen either. Here's a little secret. If you want your teen to apologize more, be the change you want to see, and you start apologizing more. This will model this behavior that you want your teen to pick up on. Plus, a sincere apology is powerful. 
you can't go back in time and undo imperfect parenting moments, but you can own them and you can apologize. And that will teach your teen, hey, you can't go undo the past, but you can own it and you can apologize and you can try and fix it. Okay, number four, empower your teen. Okay, by now, I think we all know that I am on an empower the teens kick. And I'm not getting off that soapbox. Not today. You might be wondering, how can I empower my teen when it comes to making reparations as a parent? That is a good question. And my answer is this. Simply ask your teen. One of my favorite things to do, like you can say things like, hey, I know you were upset at the way I handled that last night. How can I make that right with you? You're empowering your team. You're putting it in their court. Another of my favorite questions is, hey, you and I are both unhappy with how I handled this yesterday. What would you have done in my shoes? One of the best ways to empower your team is to give them opportunities to talk to you. Another powerful way to empower your teen is to give them opportunities to think about things from a different perspective. That's powerful. And when you can really master the art of giving your teen opportunities to explore things from your perspective, which is different from their own, that will empower them. Want to repair things with your teen? Empower your teen. Okay, the last quick little secret to make it easier to make reparations with your teen, and then I'm going to give you a bonus one just because I'm nice. Um, Secret number five, it is never too late, but don't wait. I can't tell you how many times parents have told me, nah, it's too late for me and my teen. Like We just, we're never going to have a good relationship. I'm here to tell you the opposite. It is never too late. And I can't tell you how many times that I've seen parents and teens who have had terrible relationships for years, and then within a matter of months, weeks, even days, the relationship improves simply because the parent was willing to start being the change that they were looking for. The parent was willing to start doing their own work. I promise you, it is never too late. But don't wait around. Sure, wait until the next day and use that principle if you need to. But don't wait much longer than that. If you want to improve your relationship with your teen, it starts with you and it can start right now. And I promise you, your teen wants you to connect with them. They want you to connect with them. I promise. So find ways to start repairing your relationship with your team today. It'll be easier than if you wait 40 years. Okay, here's the bonus one. Use the wheel of life. Recently, a mom was telling me, that this new way of parenting, it's become easier, more natural, more automatic, but she still falls into her old habits. I want to tell you that's okay. All that means is that you need more practice and more reps. 
For this, I like to use a concept that I teach called the wheel of life. And it's a quick little concept. I could also call it practicing your parenting. Sounds simple, right? Trust me, this is a game changer. Picture it like this. Life is a big wheel that is always spinning. When life's great, you're on the top of the wheel. And when life is tough, you're at the bottom of the wheel, getting run over by that wheel. But the awesome part is that the wheel is always turning. So those tough parenting moments won't last forever. Now here is the juicy little secret that will change everything. When life is treating you well, when everything feels smooth sailing, it's easy, you, my friend, are at the top of the wheel, and that is the perfect time to practice being the parent that you've always dreamed of. It's like honing your skills in easy, great parenting moments so that you can better handle those not-so-great parenting moments. And if you want to handle bad or imperfect parenting moments better, implement the wheel of life and practice your parenting in the easy top of the wheel moments. That will give you the reps that you need to start being the parent of your dreams. Now, with that, I want to invite you to master the inner game of parenting. I want to offer you a free quiz. You can go to parenttrap or benpewcoaching.com slash parenttrapquiz, and that will take you to this simple quiz. You'll be able to do it in three minutes or less. And then go use your quiz results and focus your energy as you work through this free Parenting from the Inside Out audio course and address what the quiz told you. Hey, you're getting caught in the in the controlling parent trap. Awesome. Now I know exactly what to address. And once you do that, you can come listen to the podcast, uplevel your parenting, come work with me, but go check out the parent trap quiz. It's awesome. I'll talk to you soon. Did you know that parents and teens all over the world are struggling? I believe that the most important thing that you can do in your teen's life is simply being an impactful parent, which means taking the time to understand what parenting traps are holding you back and then taking that knowledge and using it to completely uplevel your parenting. This is why I've created a brand new quiz to help you better understand your own parenting traps. This quiz will help you pull back the curtain on your own parenting and gain some powerful insights so you can stop getting caught in the same old parent traps. This quiz will help you start being the parent of your dreams so you can finally create an impactful relationship with your team. This quiz will take you less than two or three three minutes, and it is completely free. If you want to take this quiz and better understand the traps that are keeping you stuck as a parent, go to benpewcoaching.com slash parent trap quiz and get an insight into what is holding you back as a parent so you can completely uplevel your parenting. I'll see you soon.